Hello, dear listener, and welcome to Little Realms, a Dungeons & Dragons actual play podcast. Last time on Little Realms. Vim and I are becoming quite the sleuthing experts. With the beautiful Theo's help, we tracked down Morris, a retired lumberjack who had gone missing in the forest and returned a changed man. Won over by our cunning wit and charm, he confided in us that he had seen visions of his family dead, giving him a renewed outlook on life. Afterward, we went to the caravan of the dancing mannequins to track down the dastardly, faceless fiend who had broken into Vimsvado. And instead, we found one of their cowardly goons. I think his name was Yotam. Anyways, we gave him a good scare, and I do not think we will be seeing him again. I introduced Arden to my mentor, N, to ask after an overdue library book. While there, we also ran into Hyatt, who shut down our hopes of learning more about Liara's death from the spirit we fought, and then tasked me with deriving a strange alchemical puzzle. She also told us more about Marin, the researcher currently running the university here in Mithrin, and what she had to say was worrisome. Marin's dangerous experiments may be the root of the terrible things happening in the forest. We'll have to keep a sharp eye on her in the future. The next morning... Dawn's bright and early. When do each of you wake up? Um, probably, I mean, I'm probably up fairly early just because we got back reasonably early. Um, and so I was probably up and kind of just staring at this sheet going, what the hell is this? Arden? Arden never sleeps particularly late. Um, and Cyrus? Uh, not as early as the night that I... I woke up really early the night I stayed at the Coriander's Kiss. This night I stayed up, or I, I wake up a little bit later. And Vim in the Vardo. Vim slept like a baby okay. after getting a bunch of stuff off of her chest. Uh, okay. She still sleeps in a little bit and arrives in the common room in her normal silk pajamas and drinking out of... Oh, and she brings the cup she stole. <laughs> Put a pin in that. So, Jarell and Arden are the first to awake. And as you are making your way down the stairs to the common room, you hear Yelchin speaking to someone, and he says, I can send a message up to them, but that is the best that I can do. And a voice replies, I suppose that will suffice. Get on with it, then. Uh, both of you roll perception. Is it Rowan? It's 100% Rowan. Yeah, I recognized your voice. <laughs> so good job. Yay! Uh, 22. Yeah, you're fine. You you both recognize it as Rowan's. Uh, and then you hear... Yelchin speak again more quietly, and then before you have a chance to proceed farther down the stairs, you're met halfway on the stairs by one of the half teens, Rafella, and she comes up short and she says, um, I guess, uh, oh, um, I, uh, guess you heard a uh, Rowan wants to talk to y'all is uh cyrus still up there in his room not she a clue asks. you could check all, all all right what does he want uh he he wouldn't say uh just that he wants to talk to uh all of you so i will go knock on cyrus's door and uh i think my friend is going to knock on your other friend's door and so rafella uh, pardons herself past you and Cyrus you hear a knock on your door and Vim you hear also a very 
timid knock on the door of your Vardo. Don't come in, I'm naked. Oh, uh, that's that's fine. Um, I just am relaying a message that a Lieutenant Rowan wants to speak with you and your friends as soon as you are available. He is up downstairs uh, waiting for you. Oh, thank you. All right, good. And you hear footsteps head away from your door. Are we, were me and Arden just still on the stairs or did, or could Rowan see us? So I'm assuming you're still on the stairs until you say you are headed down. I mean, Arden's not going to stop heading down because he knows there's somebody there that wants to talk to him that he also has no reason to believe that means him any harm in the middle of an inn. Jarrell goes back to their room real quickly and digs up out of the piles of papers that uh, crumpled up public housing request form that Henry gave us last time we were there. Okay. As well as, who has the warrant? Vim or, yeah, I'll say Vim. It's probably Vim. No, it is Vim. If I poke my head out the window, can I see Vim and the Vardo? You can see the Vardo from your window, and you can see one of the half-orc kids standing in front of it, like, mid-knock. I cast message. And I say... Uh, Vim, uh, Lieutenant Rowan has come to call. Do you happen to have that warrant he gave us? Uh, uh, oh god, um, Jarrell, <laughs> not this early, but, uh, oh god, the warrant, now uh, one moment. Yeah, 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 I got that. And she just sounds really groggy. <laughs> uh, you might want to bring it, thanks. <laughs> so I, I don't, like, hold it, the other paper, I just kind of, like, smooth it out quickly on the desk and fold it and stick it in my in my vest. Uh, so Arden heads on down. Uh, Jarrell is shortly after you. Um, probably you two both get down there before Cyrus and about the same time that Vim does, I would imagine. Vim and- is the door in her pajamas and holding <laughs> a cup and then forgets for a moment about the warrant and then turns around and then grabs it and then <laughs> goes. <laughs> Comes in. Lieutenant Rowan is standing next to one of the booths that's big enough to hold all four of you with the intention of, like, piling you all into the booth. Arden looks over at Yelchin and says, uh, what's for breakfast this morning? There will be eggs for breakfast. Eggs and bacon and coffee. Well, I will take the coffee to be sure. Of course. And then he'll pile into this, uh, booth. Mmm, that sounds delicious, Yelchin. Speaking of pigs, what's shaking, Bacon? <laughs> and I look at Rowan. <laughs> Rowan just stone faces that. Uh, I wanted to thank you, since you've come by, uh, for your generosity. Um, with us not being natives to the town, I, I wouldn't have thought we were we were qualified for, for this sort of offer. But um, I don't know that any of us are really in the market for housing. Uh, that was quite kind of you uh, to, to give us that option. And I sort of take out the papers uh, and ruffle them out a little bit. Rowan reaches out and takes them and says, Oh, yes, I guess I did give you these um and he just like puts the papers back down on the table and by this point I guess all of you have filed into the booth he pulls up a chair sits down in it drapes one arm uh, on the back of the chair and says well I appreciate you bringing these forms back to me Uh, that is not quite the reason that I came to call this morning, and I do apologize for the early hour. You don't really have to roll insight. He is not apologetic for the early hour whatsoever. I didn't really think he was. (laughs) I know our business yesterday was awfully curt, and clearly you are quite busy individual. So I thought I would come by in person to see if you'd obtained that writ I asked for, as it were. Yes, we, um, and Vim kind of, like, pushes the empty cup she stole to the end of the table and just kind of waits for someone to come around and fill up coffee as she 
with the other hand uh, pulls out the kind of rolled up scroll that Jana penned Mm -hmm. for the group and she unfurls it and um, places it uh, with the first page where it, you know, says we're authorized and whatnot. Mm-hmm. And then she places the second page to the side with the addendum of names. So okay. it's all clear <laughs> and says, now I can't, um, I, of course, you know this, of course. Um, I can't let you have these because we, of course, only have one copy, but we can sit here and you can review it for as long as you may like. Ah. Uh. Yelchin comes over and fills each of the tankards with coffee and kind of gives each of you like a curious look before returning back to the bar. Rowan looks over the papers and says, No, no, I would never think of taking these away from you, but these are excellent, excellent, and will do quite nicely. It seems like I can indeed take you at your word after all quiet. Yes. As long as you don't ask them their names. <laughs> Drell elbows Arden a little bit. <laughs> Rowan snorts. But of course, that is not quite all I came for this morning, uh, which I assume is a surprise to any of you. I'm afraid you'll have to enlighten us. Do I have my eggs and the like yet? Yeah, you do have your eggs. Yeah, same. Okay, Arden will, like, take a bite as he just sort of, like, waiting impatiently. Ooh, I want some of that. Yelchin. And I just turn my back to Rowan and I sit down on a stool. Fill me up. Like you leave the booth and sit down on a stool? Yeah, I go to wherever the food's being served. Okay, I, he's bringing the food oh, to you. Oh, never mind, never mind. All right, yeah, yeah. Like, he's bringing plates over as you all are talking. This is a sit-down restaurant. <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right. Rowan continues. Now, if I understood you from yesterday and the information you are asking, you are investigating Liara's disappearance. If that is the case, as it appears to be, then that would indicate that we are on the same side, since I conducted that investigation to begin with, and would very much like to find out whatever became of her, as much as it appears you all do. And as he finishes, he leans forward on the table and, like, taps his temple like puts an elbow on the table and taps his temple with a finger and Jarell roll Jarell or Arden roll insight oh a natural 20 I think I have a 13 or a 14 okay Jarell you see this uh Arden you don't uh Arden's too busy eating they're really good eggs and bacon Rowan is wearing a medallion around his neck and Jarell, you see it glint just off of the rising sun through one of the windows, and you know that he just cast a spell, and you know what spell this is because you also have it, is Detect Thoughts. So I have a ring that protects me from that. Nice. Okay. Cool. Good to know. And so he's saying... If you ever uncover anything about her disappearance, I would quite like to know that. Uh, Did you find anything in her possessions that went through yesterday? I'm sorry, what what do you think we would have found that you haven't found already? Uh, It seemed to me that you had some sort of but you do reason. seem to be the expert in the area, don't you? Why to would you be, think well, that some random strangers coming into town would have so much more insight to this matter? Uh, that is actually what I am also wondering. Why you would have so much more insight into this. I don't really recall that we said we had any, just that we were interested in the case. Drell is just trying to keep them talking so that he will, like, not... <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, you're good. Oh, shit, shit. I don't know what to do. Uh... The only reason someone would go into a 
closed case file as if they expected to find something new. I am just wondering what that might have been. And just so I know, what is everyone, what is Vim thinking right now? At first, she was watching her coffee cup. Then Mm -hmm. she was thinking about eggs. Vim is replaying what happened the (laughs) night before in her head. So Vim is specifically thinking about that slimy piece of trash. I cannot believe he is so intertwined in the things that I am dealing with. Uh, Seeing him on his butt was so great tonight. (laughs) I hope he just stayed there. I hope he just lives on the ground in that zone and that he never got up. (laughs) That's what she, that's like kind of what's in her head right now. That's what's going on. Okay. I think that's fair. I think that makes sense. (laughs) Arden will kind of speak up at this point. He'll say, well, if you had come up with a suitable response during your initial investigation, then they probably wouldn't have hired us to look into it further. He turns to make eye contact with you, Arden, and says, Ooh, that, mm, I, mm, I'll be honest, I don't have a good way to refute that. You know that the disappeared woman was a uh, friend of the daughter of your mayor, don't you? Yes, we were aware of that connection. We weren't until we happened by the daughter of the mayor of your town, and having come in from out of town, she was wondering as well if there was anything that we'd seen. We needed work, or at least some money to live here, and so it seemed like a natural fit. Overall deception, please. (laughs) 17 overall. Okay. He says, Come now, Arden. We spoke in the temple already, and what you have just told me can't be the whole story now, can it? The matter was closed almost a month ago, and I was not informed that the Arendales intended to have it reopened. Oh, of course, it's not the whole story, but if we're getting paid to find these things out, we can't give everything away to our competitors. Competitors? Now, now, I just finished saying that we both want the same end goal here. We both want to know what has happened to poor Liara. We're all on the same side, right? And uh, as he are on the side of law and justice, I am on the side of thankfully my coin pouch and being able and to live a comfortable life. As you're saying that, Arden, you are interrupted by a scream from outside the door. A a, a scream of wait, stop, what are you? And then the voice cuts off. The door to Journey's End slams against the wall behind it. A guard leans his hand against the door, says, Sir, come quick. Rowan gets up from the chair, forgetting his conversation with you, looks to the guard. What's going on? Guard responds breathlessly, the faceless. And then he sort of motions outside of the door and disappears from the doorway again. Rowan gets up, has gotten up from his seat, and follows the guard. What do you do? I mean... window to see what's going on out there. <laughs> yeah. All right. So you run up to the door. What you see outside are two masked figures, but one of them you know from the size to be Brennan, and she is pushing a limp guard off of her sword. Ah. Beside her is a smaller figure 
not quite small enough to be Yotam, though, who is carrying a conspicuously large jangly bag. Like, think comical, over-the-shoulder sack of clearly coins. The remaining guard, uh, there's one guard on the ground. It looks like the guard from the door went over to check on the guard on the ground and rushes at the two of them. Behind him, Rowan bellows, arrest them! And also starts across the street, but he has uh, not as good a head start as this guard, but is only the two of them. And Rowan looks back, sees you two in the door, and says, help me in this, and I will help you. Arden will help out. Yeah, so what we're gonna do here is try something called popcorn initiative, and how that works is whenever someone has something they want to do, they say, I'm gonna do it, and when everyone has done something, then a new round starts. As we drop into popcorn initiative order, uh, the smaller figure yells, catch us if you can, bet you can't. And Cyrus, you have like like a brain blast and you recognize that voice. And it's Claire from Coriander's Kiss. And they they both just take off at a dead sprint going south. Blindness on Brennan. Uh, what does casting your spell look like? I mean, I'm kind of poking through the window, so I think I I yank my. They're like determined to actually do something this time around and be useful. Um, so they've been working on offensive spells. They pull their <laughs> their monocle out of their. Um, out and kind of jam it in their eye and make this kind of odd like twisting motion around it and a bolt of light just shoots out of the monocle after Brennan. So you see that bolt hit Brennan squarely but she rolls her shoulders and seems to shrug it off and takes off in a dead sprint to the south. Arden, you had something to do? I am going to, since the goal is to catch them after all, I am going to cast a spell and move after them in approximately that order. Okay. Uh, The spell is Expeditious Retreat. Excellent. It is not being used to retreat in any sense of the word here. I believe in this case it's referred to as Expeditious Attack. Expeditious catch up to. Yeah, expeditious catch up to. So, you can't overtake Brennan, but you are able to catch up with her by the end of your turn. My um, goal is just to, like, put my hand onto her shoulder if I can catch up and say, like, as running, don't make this harder than it needs to be. She responds with. We are way past hard as it needs to be at this point. Cyrus is sneering at Claire's comment because he's both confused. I recognize that voice. But also seeing Arden sprint so fast, he's like, damn, I can't catch up to him, but Vim, you can. And I grab some dirt and I just slap it on Vim's. Do you get armor on Vim? Nope. Pajama time. (laughs) I just slap some dirt all over your pajama pants. Right. Oh no! Go get him! And I'm I'm casting Long Strider. I fucking love pajama action, Vim. By the way, I just this keeps <laughs> happening. It's amazing. <laughs> and for what it's worth, Art is not in armor either. He dresses well enough before coming down to be like dressed, and he has his sword and shield on him, and his spell casting basically looked like him setting his hand on his sword briefly and muttering a couple of words under his breath. Right. Um, and then, Cyrus, that was your standard action. Did you want to move as much as you can? Yeah, after I s- smear dirt all over Vim, I'm just gonna go my normal 30 feet. Okay. So you're able to uh, catch up to where the 
guard is essentially the one that's not on the ground. Then after getting some dirt smeared on her pretty silk pajamas, she kind of like scoffs and is like, Ugh, I could do without the dirt, but damn it, I love it when you rub your hands together. Uh, and she'll start taking off in that same direction and will be a little bit taken aback by how much faster she is and after a moment kind of realizes what Cyrus's fancy work did this time around. Mm-hmm. And so she'll use her uh, full action to um, move quickly mm-hmm. and or to dash. And then yes. she will, like, her eyes will zero in on the backside of the smaller figure. And in this okay. moment, she just assumes it's Yotam. At that, she'll just be like, oh, God damn it, I told you to stay put. And okay. she'll action surge, take an additional action to dash forward and try to like, close the gap with okay. the smaller figure. So the smaller figure also had taken a full round action to make as much distance as uh, she could between where she started and down the street. And Vim, you are actually able to overtake everyone careening down this city street, which is fortunately mostly bare of people at this early morning hour. But as you round a corner, Vim, to cut off these other two people, right in front of you, you are face to face with a group of surprised workers that are uh, kind of in a gaggle standing around eating their breakfast tacos and blocking this street. How do you want to avoid them? So she tried to kind of like stop herself before running into these, you know, kind people trying to go about their day. Mm-hmm. Um, and like engage with the smaller figure, um, hopefully grabbing them and grabbing them so they can't proceed any further. Okay, so first roll me either a strength acrobatic check to get yourself stopped. Strength. Okay. I got a 20. All right, so you skid to a halt in front of a terrified looking worker. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> who is, turns out, is like a foot short than you. And the smaller figure is still coming towards you. Uh, go ahead and make an attack roll. Uh, so Vim uh, stops, reaches out with her arms to try and grab the figure. And mm-hmm. it's a nine. So probably crest nine. the air. Unfortunately, no. This figure ducks under your arm and bobs and weaves her way through this gaggle of people and presumably pops out the other side unscathed. But that is uh, her entire turn. You still have a left if you want to get through these people and keep pursuing. Bim just uses the rest of all of her gusto to pursue. Okay. She shouts out, I don't care about Rowan, but I told you I didn't want to see your face again. You're slowed by about half, so you do ground on her. She says, I honestly don't know what you're talking about. And continues on. Who had something they wanted to do next? I think uh, Rowan sees me running towards him, but I want to run completely past Rowan. And maybe look at his eyes and kind of smile as he sees I'm not helping him. And I want to run to where that fallen guard was that got shunted off that sword. Go for it. Um, And Rowan is running full speed after everything. But since everyone has a head start on him, he is woefully far behind. A magical head start. (laughs) All right. Well, Cyrus never leaves without his herbalism kit. So he's going to, or his healer's kit. So he's going to spend one use of it to heal the guy. 1d6 plus four. Cool. From my feet. He is uh, eight eight points healthier. Uh, That effectively uh, stabilizes him. Uh, He's not going to be getting up and running anytime soon, but he is not in danger of dying at all. Oh, lucky bastard that I ran into you. A couple more minutes and you would have bled out. 
he just kind of wheezes and coughs up some blood and rolls over onto his side. And did you want to use whatever you have left in your six second round to like get up and move as much as possible? Sure, I'll continue. After I see that he's stabilized, I'll uh, use my, let's say I've got like another 10 feet or so. I don't know how long it took me to get to him. So you are now behind Rowan. Jarell, you're still at the door, still, aren't you? Yeah, I'm still in the doorway. I'm Jarell's pretty bent out of shape. That that first spell didn't uh is is Brennan still within 90 feet? No, she is not. Uh Brennan and Arden are essentially neck and neck right now. How far away are those? They would be... About 120 feet, I can think. Can I, like, run 30 feet and then cast a spell? Is that a thing I can do? Yeah, you could totally do that. You're, like, at the edge of your range, but you can definitely do that. Well, bursts out the door and races down the street after them, and as they're running, they sort of... Um, they, they dispense with their usual... Um, their kind of preferred method, which is a little more subtle, and they actually, like, rip their monocle out and sort of make a gesture with it and point it as though it were a tiny little wand <laughs> um, and cast sleep um, right where Brennan is standing. And okay. That's a 20, that's a 20 range. Oh, I guess Arden is, does have immunity to that at least. Yeah, so. yeah, he does. That's why I feel okay doing this. 28, is that enough? 28, it's unfortunately not quite enough. I've got more HP than twice. You you feel the spell hit, but again, you feel uh, it get shrugged off as apparently this person is tougher than they originally uh, seemed to be. And it's at this point that both Brennan and Arden are rounding the same corner and come up on that same group of people who, because this is happening so fast, haven't had quite enough time to resituate and get out of the way. So Brennan is just going to try and shoulder her way through them. And like a person flies into the air as checks them out of the way and they land on their bum and there's some yells of like what the what's going and then Arden you come up on this group of people how do you want to deal with it Arden's goal is mainly to stop Brennan from moving so if Brennan is shouldering through people and throwing them out of the way he's just gonna follow Brennan straight through the crowd do a whole you know drafting thing Right, right. Uh, go ahead and roll me an acrobatics. Uh, it won't be super hard to just avoid the flying bodies. Um, I have proficiency in acrobatics. I got a 14. Okay. You are easily able to follow her through this crowd. If you want to try and make like a grapple attack on her, you can. But if you fail, you'll lose ground. Nah. Well, I'll try to do it, like, once we're through the crowd. So Vim will c- just continue launching. She she spends a moment hearing that voice, and it, it sounds wrong, but there's so much, like, adrenaline pumping through her system that she just right. launches forward. She wants you're, to close the distance. Yep, you're able to do that. And try to grab at this figure again. Okay, go for it. So attack roll... And this time, uh, Vim will not be made a fool. She will uh, still herself uh, with a breath, trying to stave back some of that adrenaline. And she'll use a uh, charge of fighting spirit to give herself advantage. No, I can't do that. Oh. Never mind. Okay. Okay. Instead, she just takes a breath to calm herself, and then she cries again as she... This time, getting a, uh, that'd be an 18. 18. All right. Uh, how, what does this look like? So as, uh, so this person, they, they start to, I think, round another corner, maybe hoping to disappear down an alleyway. Mm-hmm. And, uh, their, their feet kind of give out underneath them, or maybe it's a little bit slippery, and Vim mm-hmm. just comes hard and fast 
down the alleyway and kind of tackles them and then both kind of slide down to the ground. Okay. Ah. So as you are in midair about to hit the ground, you both realize at the same time that this corner is sharp enough and down into an alley that your tackle is taking both of you directly into a solid wall. So uh, both of us are going to roll a dexterity saving throw at disadvantage because we're both in a grapple. It's a bad situation. My deck save is plus zero, so I got a 16. Uh, even though you are both uh, kind of tangled, uh, your arms are tangled in her legs and you are falling, you both at the same time realize what's about to happen and twist out of the way and land on the ground just before this solid wall. And so now you are both prone. She is going, that was your second action. She'll go ahead and be the first one to take a third action. And she is going to try and wrench herself away from you. So she is going to use her acrobatics opposed by whatever you want to. Just strength. Strength, okay. 19 plus, ah, oh, my dice are on fire. 21. Ooh. She cannot get free. So as, as they both kind of tumble to the ground, uh, Vim recognizes that in, in these close quarters, her probably about a foot of additional height, not including the horns, uh, gives her a serious advantage, and she just uses the the sheer like weight of of her body to kind of uh, tangle up and impose over this figure and pin them down to the ground. Oh, get off me! Okay, so she is not going anywhere. Arden and Brennan, you are still neck and neck, and you are coming up on this tangle you see ahead of you and then you also see this wall Brennan tries to make that sharp turn just ignoring her companion on oh no and she distracted by what's going on on the ground just runs smack face first into this wall Arden thinks that sounds quite great. He is going to run shoulder first into Brennan's back. Okay. Roll an attack. I got a 21. Okay. You easily careen into, or not careen, it's a controlled stop into her. Roll me a d4. I got a 2. Okay. You feel and hear air rush from her lungs. And between the the impact of the wall would have knocked her prone, but now the impact of you against her on the wall. She is not prone, but basically pinned up against this brick surface. She is going to... No, I'm going to say she loses her standard action from having the breath knocked out of her. From the back, Rowan is just running as fast as he can, trying to make up space. But again, there is a significant magical lead on him. If I were to go 30 feet, would I be able to catch up to any of these bad guys? Uh, you have both Jarrell and Cyrus have seen them disappear around a corner at this point, but it's not hard to follow their path because there is a group of people shouting to like, hey, watch where you're going, slow down. And then even farther in the distance, you hear the distinct thud, thud of two people hitting something, hitting an immovable object. All right, I'm gonna just real easy. I'm gonna spend both my whole action doing a sprint, just going as fast as I can. So 60 feet towards them. And I'll say, come on, Jarrell, let's catch up to them. Coming. I do the same thing. I'm just going to try to run and, and catch up as much as I can. By the time you get there, the crowd of people just kind of parts, holds their hands up and are like, we don't want any part of what's going on here. And you're able to make it through and you're at one end of the street. It's about 60 feet down. Uh, you see Brennan up against a wall with 
Arden dropping into a ready stance, and on the ground next to them are Vim and the smaller figure, who Cyrus knows is Claire, but I don't think anyone else has figured that out yet. Are they both incapacitated? Uh, Brennan seems to not be making a move anytime soon, but Claire is actively trying to get out of Vim's grasp. As their mid-puzzle, Vim is looming over the smaller figure, now truly registering that they're not Yotam, and Mm -hmm. leans in and says in in a hushed tone, You have seconds to tell me why I should let you slip away. Ooh, uh... And then, um, and then she says again, Because I will. I just need a good reason. Is Rowan with invisibility of us? Rowan can see Cyrus and Jarrell, but he hasn't quite made it all the way around the corner yet. Can Arden hear what Vim was saying? Vim is trying to whisper lowly so that only this person can hear her. And is hoping yeah. that the general sounds of the curl um, kind of mask uh, her. You can roll perception, Arden, but roll at disadvantage because everyone is actively involved in a melee. Should it be opposed against a oh, stealth that's from? Uh, one of my rolls was a three. I don't think any bonus will get me out of that. Okay, um, so you you probably see Vim lean in, but yeah, you but would assume it's part of the the grapple. Ooh, okay, I need to think of a response now. I'm not the only person who struggles. Half <laughs> <laughs> like, the time we're like talking to people, and I'm just like, I don't know what to say. Like you've got her by like the shoulders or by the neck, and you hear her kind of croak softly, also trying to keep her voice down. Well, I'd be much obliged if you did that, but it's just a matter of time now. Roll. Actually, no, you don't really need to roll insight on that. It sounds exactly as ominous as it's meant to. Vim responds, wrong answer. And then we'll use all of the rest of her actions to basically lights out this person. Uh, are you just punching her lights out? Or... Okay, okay go for it. Just punching the lights out. Oh god, my dice are on fire. Uh, 23 to hit. Oh, that hits. And so this would just be with her fist. She has no weapons on her. Mm-hmm. So I believe uh, a unarmed fist is just a d4 plus your strength. I think so too, yeah. Ah, fuck yeah, six. (laughs) Okay, you smack her a good one across the face. So still, like, I recognize that was Claire's voice. Cyrus does his full sprint. Um, Mm -hmm. So 60 feet, that's going to get me right next to this fray. And as I'm huffing and puffing, I'm going to use a reaction to uh, shoot some spores at her. That's, that's the only just uh, the moss in my beard just starts releasing a whole bunch of nasty looking like dandruff right on top of uh, Claire oh, oh. <laughs> well done unless she's on death's door it's only gonna do three damage but she has spores on her now okay and uh, she probably feels kind of gross yes uh, so Claire on the ground in Bim's grapple. Bim. Oh dear. What? What's your armor class, Bim? Oh, currently a ten. Yes. Oh. Okay. So <laughs> you <laughs> you feel ten. in this grapple a searing pain in your side. Vim, you take sixteen points of damage. And could you make a constitution saving throw for me? Ooh, I can do that. Vim winces in pain and grits her teeth, getting a 13. Okay, so this, uh, you can tell it is a dagger, bites into your side and it burns 
way hotter than a normal stab wound should. Um, but you grit your teeth, shake it off, and she is going to use her move action to try and disengage from. So as the searing pain of the dagger burns into Vim's side, uh, we see Vim's hand, instead of moving to try and push the dagger out of her body, uh, one of her hands goes up to the neck of this woman, and all of a sudden her hand and the woman is wreathed in flames as fire uh, pours out of Vim and engulfs this woman. Uh, Vim is casting a hellish rebuke. I love it. Buttle to uh, this person. She just she just screams and winces as uh, I don't know a torrent of fire erupts. So mm-hmm. she must make a deck saving throw. Ooh, it would be at okay. disadvantage because she's in a grapple. Yes. Nope. I don't know what your spell save DC is, but she didn't make it. There you go. Okay. So <laughs> the flames will do 13 points Ooh. of damage. Okay. The the flames engulf her and she shrieks tries to get away from the grapple again. Go ahead and roll me a, a strength contest to keep her from escaping 15 okay she manages to wiggle out of your grasp as you have had to dedicate one of your arms to casting this rebuke and she flings herself upwards as the flames smolder off of her and the mask is gone uh burned away by your bottle and you can see clearly now that this is not Yotam, this is uh, Claire, an elf that you have seen before. And then I believe we probably go to Arden and Brennan. Yeah, so is Brennan, what sort of is Brennan getting ready to move again, does it look like? Yes. Or does Arden have a moment? Okay. Yes. Arden is going to actually draw his weapon now. Okay. And put Brennan at sword point if he can. Yes, you're um, and you're plenty close enough to do that. Whatever you're trying to do, it seems really pointless and counterproductive. Rowan will be here in a minute, so he's offering help. What's yours? Uh, she says, "Well, what we've actually sent been sent out to do has already been. So whatever happens after this doesn't matter no more." And she's going to try and run, but cannot take a disengage action. So if you want to use your reaction to hit her, you can. Yeah, or you I'm can just use your action to, use to like reaction hit. to take the hand that isn't literally holding her at sword point mm-hmm. and um, and mutter a couple of words, gesture, and push a an Eldritch Blast right into her diaphragm. Yeah. Okay, go for it. Uh, 24. That does hit handily. Um, 11. So to her, I'm hoping it feels like I just punched her in the gut really, really hard. She doubles over and... She never bothered putting away the sword that she had, so she is going to turn and take a swing at you. Makes sense. My armor um, class right now, without my armor, is a 15. She she takes the longsword in both of her hands and just bears it down on you, less like it was a sword and more like it was a club. Oh, dear. And she does not hit. I'll just basically use the sword that I'm still holding, like the hilt of it, to... She's bringing it down like a club, so I'm just going to, since we're in fairly close quarters, parry it out of the way and move to her side while she's doubled over. Okay. So that effectively cuts off her ability to retreat, and so that ends her round. Um, Vim, what's the situation with Vim and Claire? 
Uh, Claire has made it out of the grapple with them, but Claire is not looking good. Uh, I'm, yeah, I'm gonna go ahead and, and run forward a bit, and I'm gonna cast Mind Spike on Bran. Okay. So I sort of... Jarell's still running, and they almost, like, swipe their hand across their face, and it's like light catches off of their... off of their monocle, and, like, uh, they, like, fling their hand forward, and a, a bolt of, uh, gold light flies at Brennan and spears her through the head. Does she need to make a save? She takes a wisdom saving throw, but she still takes damage on a fail. Ooh. Your, your DC is 14? 14. Uh, no. She takes 3d8 damage. 19? Yep, 19. Ouch. <laughs> nice. The difference between a real mage and a warlock. Okay, so how do you want to do this? Um, oh god, she doesn't die, does she? That's what that means. She she goes down. Okay. <sighs> Jarell is running to see if Arden is okay. You are a experienced enough wizard that I will say that you can like incapacitate without killing or rather oh. it doesn't kill her like it will incapacitate her but to keep her from dying um, you'll have to make uh, like a heal check on her okay. so what does so what does this look like I mean I don't know it's like a spear of light just like slammed through her head and she goes boom <laughs> <laughs> so and, like hits the deck it's psychic I guess. damage with that one right it's psychic damage it's just her like nose bleeding yeah so she probably bleeding. starts yeah, she's like, probably bleeding from her ears bleeding so. from multiple facial orifices <laughs> and possibly her eyes Jarrell sees this happen and kind of freaks the fuck out probably <laughs> Brennan reaches uh, a blood curdling sound and like tries to clutch at her her eyes, her nose, her ears corners of her mouth all at once and just can't and sinks back against the wall and slumps down and goes motionless oh no Jarrell's like oh no <laughs> like they didn't mean to hit her that hard. And now they're kind of freaking out. <laughs> Arden looks back and gives a nod of approval. Not even look not even acknowledging that. If Jarell if if I still can on my turn, I, like Jarell is definitely gonna go and see if they can do anything to stabilize her. I mean Arden's going to help too. He has no interest in killing people, so he'll like lean down to try to take her pulse and the like as well. As Cyrus's action, that's what I will do. I will say, "Holy shit, Jarrell!" As I make my movement over there, right, I'll do my healing, healer healing action. So I pull out the med kit and I cut bandage your fucking head. You like <laughs> stuff bandages up her nose and like in her ears and then because you don't know exactly what to do wrap like a bandage around her eyes and then like stuff her mouth too Arden and then realize that like, that's bad. Gesture him away. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. I know what I'm doing. Yes, please, anything you can do. <laughs> I didn't mean to. Oh my god. <laughs> Alright, so this person, not very well. Uh, they heal six points. Okay, uh, any amount of healing stabilizes someone, so she is stable. Um, her face that was kind of contorted in pain and agony uh, softens back to a neutral expression. Um, Don't move or whatever happened to you will happen again. She, she is still unconscious, though. Jarrell sinks down against the wall and is just, like, holding their head in their hands like, what the shit? <laughs> At this point, Rowan finally rounds corner and you can tell he is now casting a spell that I now need to roll. So, 
Rowan finally rounds the corner and he like is clutching the amulet in one hand and making gestures with the other while speaking the incantation and when he finally comes up to the group of you he has his the hand that's not holding the medallion um clutched in front of him as if he were holding the front of someone's shirt but you see Claire in front of him go completely rigid so now we are um out of initiative order he says <clears throat> bind these two with what word pajamas <laughs> you're the city guard that's a <laughs> mm, mm, okay mm. uh and it's at this point uh, a number of guards finally catch up to the commotion and they have manacles for you all to use um so you could either like step aside and let the guards do it or they do offer you chain these uh manacles to put them in i'm familiar with manacles and chains it's fun stuff here give me it and i <laughs> and i uh restrain brennan okay uh it's not hard she is still unconscious even though stable um Claire is gritting her teeth, turning up her nose as best she can at the the lot of you. Uh, roll whoever cares to read into her actions. Roll an insight. Me. Me. Mm. Arden Go for is it. actually interested. I rolled pretty well. I got a twenty. My dice are doing pretty okay. decently now too. I'm gonna blow my inspiration on this because I'm a devil may care man. Uh, okay. Well, it wasn't great. I got. <laughs> Hold on a sec. I'm doing some hard math. All right, I got a 13 total. That was tough. 13, okay. Anyone else? Jarrell is definitely not in a state of mind to be paying attention to anyone right now. Tim's focus is laser trained on Claire still and gets okay. a 13. Okay. You eventually pick up on this, Cyrus, uh, but Vim and Arden, you can tell. She is overacting just a whole lot, as though uh, she is stalling for something. Oh, crap. I'll make way, and I'm going to hurry on back to the inn. The straightest path is to go through Market Square. Does anyone else follow Arden? Or try to follow Arden because yeah. expeditious retreat is is still in effect for a while. Vim has I think. the same thought in the same moment. And I think for maybe a second, her and Arden's eyes snap to each other. And then she'll start bolting after Arden towards the... Long strider lasts for an hour, so you're still super fast. Well, mm -hmm. bam! So good. Yeah. <laughs> Arden and Vim take off. Cyrus, uh, one of the guards is manacling Claire and as you and Jarrell are sort of making your way over to continue the conversation, another a different guard comes up to the group panting. He came running from the direction that Arden and Vim just went and he pants, leans over, put his hand, puts his hands on his knees and says Lieutenant, the square, hurry. And so Arden and Vim. Arden makes it there first and even in the in the early morning hour the number of people in the squares gathered seems to be slightly unusual, like the number of people um, and the density. And it actually slows you down enough that Vim catches up. And as you are coming closer, pushing your way through the crowd, you see what this crowd is looking at. That courthouse building that you had seen would first come into the city, strung up against one of the posts that holds up 
house is the corpse of a man. And beside him on that bulletin board that you had seen plastered with uh, notices and papers scrawled across the board and the papers and the notices is a message written in blood that says, this city is ours and you know it. And then it's signed, it just says, the faceless. Shortly after Arden and Vim show up, uh, Rowan basically takes all four of you, the prisoners, Jarrell and uh, Cyrus, to the square as well, and you kind of come up behind Arden and Vim. The crowd sees who is there, Rowan, and starts to part, and you make it up to this pillar and Rowan is just white as a sheet his lips are a thin grim line and he just goes shit and that's where we'll end for tonight because it's 12 30 body is it (laughs) (laughs) you don't don't recognize the body okay Okay. Um, but from Rowan's reaction, all I was going to ask. yeah, 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 yeah. Um, but oh. from Rowan's reaction, it seems like he recognizes body. Hey, everybody! This is Dan, or as you know, Cyrus Sassafras. Um, we have had a lot of growth on Twitter. We have reached over a thousand followers, and to thank our followers, we are giving away an Elderwood dice box. Uh, the time of this podcast being published, there should still be three days left on that giveaway. So check us out at Pod Realms. Also, uh, after I get done thanking all of the f- royalty-free music that I use, stick around until the end because we have another treat for our listeners. People have been telling us that their uh, their favorite part of Little Realm so far is the Neighborhood Watch. So we... <laughs> Thanks to some help from some audience members, we got some Neighborhood Watch applications for you to listen to. We love it when people engage with us, so if this inspires you, please reach out to us. It's our favorite thing in the world. Thank you for listening to this episode of Little Realms. If you like the show and want to stay up to date, make sure to hit that subscribe button wherever you're listening. You can also find us on social media, on Twitter, PodRealms. We also have a website, www.littlerealms.com. May your journey be successful, and we'll see you next time. The wonderful music you hear on Little Realms is possible due to royalty-free music and content creators, such as TabletopAudio.com, Freesounds.org, and Kevin McLeod, creator of Incomputech.com. Royalty-free music licensed under Creative Commons by Attribution License 3.0. And now for some... Hilarious but non-canonical Neighborhood Watch applications. Oh, hey there. I'm Cliff. Um, I'd like to join the the Neighborhood Watch. Uh, what? Pardon me? Oh, oh, my last name, uh, Mahoney. Okay, so um, yeah, I'd like to join the the Neighborhood Watch. Um, you know, I, I got a lot of free time on my hands and uh, would like to put it to good use. Um, you know, I. I used to run the adult novelty store uh down the road there and uh we had to close down um you know the economy and everything um but but yeah i i i walk the the roads of the neighborhood all the time and i know just about everyone i i'd love to be a part of your organization um and uh and and yeah like uh i'll be waiting patiently by the phone to to answer the call so um thanks for for having me my name is Charlotte Tuckett, and my mom told me I needed to, like, help out and do stuff around town or, like, the neighborhood or whatever, and so she wanted me to try to apply for this thing. Uh, I know that, like, I'm real good at looking at stuff, but I don't, like, why would you want to watch a neighborhood? Like, that's kind of lame, but, you know, like, oh. Are there boys? Like, do I get to hang with some cute boys? That would be amazing. So, yeah, if you have, like, cute boys on the staff and you need someone, like, totally hit me up. Okay? We can cut the formalities. Name's Jason Big Boy. Toughest halfling here in Mithrin. Heard your neighborhood watch is looking for some muscle. 
Well, I'm the guy. Couple of rules, though. Number one, I don't fight women. Number two, I don't fight men. Children only. If you need to hit kids, then you hit me up. Hey, y'all. This is uh, Mary Lou Lewis. I would uh, be more than willing to help you out with this uh, neighborhood watch. But uh, it pays something, right? Because I got a few gambling debts. And them boys down at the tavern, they, uh, they don't take kindly to not getting paid. So, you know, if you could, like, pay me up front, that would really help. Uh, me with my watching, I think I could do some, some great watching of this neighborhood with just a little bit of money up front. So, uh, yeah, just let me know, and, uh, I'll be in touch. Are there? I'm Brent Stairwell. As you can see, I'm a drag from the Down Under Dark. Not sure what your neighborhood watch is all about, but if you need someone to creep around in the dark, find some criminals and stab them, I can do that. Or just some townies, I can stab them. Maybe if you gave me some sort of list, I can go out, bring that back, mark off the ones I stabbed, or I can keep the list until they're all stabbed, whichever way you want. I can stab a whole neighborhood if that's on the menu. And you mentioned one to watch. I mean, I'm quick when it comes to stabbing people. Might be hard to watch, but I can slow it down some if you want. So, to recap, if you think of stabbing, think of Stabwell. It's in the bloody name. This is Natasha Torcheski. I am more than willing to join your neighborhood watch. I, uh, I'm blind, so... Is that going to be a problem? I can... I feel things really good with my, uh with my senses of the earth and I do have some very very good hearing so I think that even so I can't see that I could probably do a very good watch it wouldn't be neighborhood watch then it would be more like neighborhood feelings I would be more than willing to feel the neighborhood for you (laughs) that's all of our really awkward neighborhood watch applications for this time uh, I want to give a big shout out to Chris Riley from LCP D&D. Uh, another big shout out to Kim Metzgirl from LCP D&D, as well as Beholder's Eye Podcast and Service Desk Podcast. And then also Lance Becker from D4 on the Floor. Uh, it's really awesome that other content creators are helping us with our podcasts we would love to do the same with your podcast and if you don't have a podcast still please communicate with us and all the shows you listen to feedback is amazing thanks again everyone and see you next time